0: Welcome to Vision Exeter, coming to you from Vision Australia Radio. Peter Greco with you, and with us is Sarah Taylor. Sarah, lovely to meet you.
1: Hi, Peter. Lovely
0: to meet you too. Now, we're speaking about meeting. I guess that's the... uh topic for our discussion uh, this evening, isn't it? So you're uh, involved with a uh, telegroup called Table for One.
1: I am. I am. I'm the facilitator of that group, TeleLink group. Yeah. Tell us how it came about. Uh, so I recently separated from my partner of 10 years or not that recent. It was about five years ago now. Uh, <laughs> and I found myself uh, re-entering the dating pool. Uh, so I just wanted to create a space where visually impaired people could talk about challenges around dating.
0: And I guess, uh, you know, people who are blind might have low vision or exactly the same uh, in terms of some of the challenges uh, that the general public has or or maybe with some other things added on as well?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the issues like around safety, um, how to present yourself, how to tell if someone's flirting with you is the big one, especially when you're not getting those um, visual cues. Um, Mm. So, that's that's a bit of a difference. Negotiating the environment. So, how do you do? You ask your new date to show you where the restroom is? Um, how do you negotiate reading menus, things like that? So
0: this is dealing with uh, sort of face-to-face dating, not, say, online dating?
1: Well, we cover all sorts of aspects. Um, so it's we're mainly focused on the pre-dating, so before you get to the date, um, putting things in place, strategies, how to handle uh, online profile or conversations. Uh, we tend not to go past that first date. Is it
0: kind of a bit like... Um, you know, when you're going for a job interview, uh, you know, when when do you declare the fact that you might have a vision Mm -hmm. impairment?
1: Absolutely. We have discussions around that. Uh, Everyone's different. There is a, some people put it straight out there in their profile and they use it as a means of kind of sorting the wheat from the chaff sort of thing. Myself, I prefer to have a conversation around that. So I'm in control of how that narrative is explained to the other person so different people just like with job interviews different people have their different preferences how they Mm. disclose
0: I guess it depends a little bit on who you're meeting or what sort of circumstances you're meeting them in as -hmm, well mm
1: -hmm. I do have a few participants who prefer to you know build a friendship with someone they know first and then hopefully that will turn into something a bit more romantic where there are other people who are just meeting people online um, and going on dates so there's a wide range of ways of meeting people
0: there's no bounds no boundaries Mm -hmm. well there are Mm -hmm. boundaries but not boundaries in that sense as far Mm -hmm. as the topics that you can discuss and is that people that uh, might necessarily be wanting someone who might be blind or have low vision to date as well or, you know, again, it depends on the individual?
1: Mm -hmm, Very much so. So I've had, I don't know, you know, Ness Capanella from ABC. Her and her partner came and spoke to the group. So he's sighted and she's um, uh, legally blind. And so they came and shared their story with the group. I've had another lady who's um, completely blind and her partner who's also completely blind. They came and spoke to the group about their experiences as a blind couple. And I've also had a life dating love coach, um, volunteer her time to come and speak to the group as well. So it's um, completely up to the participants what their preferences are. Well, just a bit about,
0: about how the group works then. It's a, a telelink group, so you're all on, on the phone uh, in different uh, places around Australia?
1: We are. This is actually one of the 1st telelink groups to use Zoom. So we meet via Zoom. So there is one gentleman who connects via his phone, but most people connect uh, via the computer. And we, we can choose to have video or not have video, uh, so that's personal preference. We meet every fortnight on a Wednesday evening.
0: And what about as far as um, the sort of the mood of the meeting goes? I mean, are you fairly uh, flexible as far as, you know, happy stories, sad stories, uh,
1: you know, funny stories, all that sort of stuff? Yes, uh, the more the better. I I love hearing people's um, dating experiences, (laughs) good, (laughs) bad or indifferent. It's fantastic to hear. It's just great to hear people out there and have the courage to put themselves out there. As
0: you said, uh, you know, you you touched on the fact that, you weren't in a relationship and then that broke up. What about people that might be entering uh, the, the dating game for the first time in their lives? Uh, are they part of the, the setup as
1: well? We take everybody. And like there are people who are currently attend uh, to the group that are not actively dating but they're just kind of sitting back listening to the stories hopefully getting some inspiration to put themselves out there so and then we have another gentleman who is actively dating he's um sharing his experiences online with us
0: what about uh, over the last uh, you know 20 months or so I guess you got to bring up the c word Uh, has COVID (laughs) made much of a difference as to the way people do it because you know of course for a lot of uh, time for a lot of cities in in, uh, Australia people are locked down and I guess mm-hmm. you know literally couldn't physically get out or you know were restricted as far as getting out goes what mm-hmm. sort of an impact did that
1: have Yeah I think it does kind of force that online presence a lot more I do have a few people who do online dating so for them it didn't really change anything it did but it did in the respect of like the next phase when you go to have that coffee and you go to catch up although I have seen online just um sighted people meeting over the internet through COVID, a neighbour saw his neighbour on the roof of a building and sent a drone over to say hi and then they started a relationship in COVID. So it hasn't stopped everyone. That's
0: different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> think, <you> know, <laughs> someone doing something to that to me. I'm not sure if it would freak me out or I think, gee, they must be really interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, fantastic. So, what about, I guess, you know, the the perhaps touchy subject of uh, people being ripped off, uh, particularly, mm-hmm. say, financially? Did you, you mm-hmm. cover that because... Yeah, you know, that mm-hmm. often makes some of the uh, you know the the tabloid uh, television shows, doesn't it? The people mm-hmm. that get. Uh... Uh, ripped off as far as uh, you know, yeah. meeting the wrong person goes or persons go
1: absolutely um, we had a gentleman who uh, ran into that with a with a lady um, but he was able to identify it early on and was um, you know got out of trouble with that there's also the online dating sites themselves um, require you to make a payment uh, I was almost um, ripped off myself in that it said you know it's only this much a month and I'm like oh that's okay but then they took the 12 months upfront all at once mm. so i sent them an email i'm like can i have that back please it was quite a substantial amount uh, and they were very kind because i hadn't interacted with the page i didn't chat to anyone they refunded my money so i was very very lucky so it is very much buyer beware and there are people soliciting out there so you do have to be careful
0: yeah so i guess if uh, you know with a group like your table for one group if you can be uh, made aware as far as you know some of the uh you know, for the want of a better term, sharks that are out there. That's mm-hmm. probably a good thing as well. Yeah, you know, maybe if you might not find uh, necessarily who you're looking for, but at least if you save yourself uh, the, the the stress of uh, having to part with money, that's probably uh, a, mm-hmm. a positive anyway.
1: And look, it all chocks down to experience. Like you're you, you're getting out there and you've learned something about yourself, or trust yourself to identify those things. Um, yeah, it's all experience.
0: Well, what about that side of it? Uh, have people sort of uh, grown in self confidence with, with with things like this, I guess talking about and you know, maybe hearing other people going through similar issues can be uh, sort of reassuring as well?
1: That is my plan. <laughs> I, I yeah. hope that's what's happening. <laughs> so, like I said, there, it's a bit of a mix. So, there's people actively dating, there's people just coming to hear and listen in and, and hear what's going on. Uh, we do cover, you know, a bit like what kind of technologies are accessible because a lot of the apps are visual-based and picture-based. So, we cover a little bit of, you know, how to get around that as well.
0: Because, yeah, the accessibility of the uh, Mm -hmm. apps would be very, very important as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them aren't aren't that great. I must admit, Sarah, it's not an area that I've tackled. (laughs) But uh,
1: (laughs) Well, there are some more accessible than others. So it's about, you know, finding out what works for you and what works for your vision. So some people have enough residual vision that they can just zoom in and that works for them. Others need that audio feedback, uh, reading through the profiles. So it just depends. Yeah, and because there's the apps on the phone, there's also online websites as well. So there's quite a variety of different ways of doing that.
0: Do you just have people that are in Australia as far as your TeleLink group goes?
1: I do, yep. It's just, um, and they have to be, you you need to be a client of Vision Australia to join, um, but there's no cost to participants. um, But once they're a client, we can put them in, yeah.
0: Well, I guess that kind of uh, maybe limits the... uh, the chance of you know, getting someone that might not be in there for the right reason as well.
1: There are those people out there who, I guess, for want of a better word, fetish fetishise um, disability. So, yeah, you do have to be discerning.
0: Well, can, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself, Sarah, like your background and why, well, you told us, I guess, why you got into this, uh, a bit about yourself and I guess your interest in it? So it was sort of a personal interest and also maybe wanted to help others?
1: Yeah, well, um, it started a conversation with actually Namoi. I was volunteering for the quality living program. um, And so I kind of started sharing like my concerns around dating with him. And so then we kind of spoke about creating that kind of environment. And so he and I started the first pilot, I think it was about two years ago, and ran that uh, just as a kind of trial and it took took off from there. Yeah.
0: So it's popular that, I mean, you know, I guess in a sense if you're helping one person, that's a success anyway. It doesn't necessarily be measured by the, the amount of people that are involved, but uh, it, there's obviously a demand out there for it.
1: So I think I've been over, over a year now we've been running. So we do have kind of my regulars that have been there from the beginning, but we do kind of get people coming in and out as they move through. So it's uh, good to see the different people that come in Add to the dynamics of the group, yeah,
0: and respecting people people's privacy. Yeah, some people had success. Well, I will not to say success, they had successful dates. I guess is perhaps the best way to put it. Although you tend to <laughs> not look after, not not look past the first date sort of thing well I know you're probably right Sarah I'm I'm getting myself tongue tied here aren't
1: I no that's okay I guess well the I guess those that are actively dating are continuing to actively date those that are still kind of you know uh, and then they want different things too I want to stress that like so I think most people are kind of looking for that long-term thing which puts a little bit of pressure on the relationship my advice would be to get out there and just learn on the job um, sort of thing so it's definitely helped me in my dating life to try and uh, put myself out there a bit more not be too afraid of people I think most people generally have honest intentions but yeah
0: I uh, can't express to have too much uh, expertise in this area Sarah but I think often in situations like this the other person that you're going to meet or dating are probably as nervous as you are or maybe even mm-hmm. even more so is that a bit of a uh, falsehood by me or, or, or can mm. you kind of uh, you know think about that and think well you know i'm nervous but they might be as well or i might do something or say something silly which goes with me full time but uh, you know so so <laughs> might they so do you think that you can take a bit of solace in a sense from that
1: look absolutely and i think that's one thing i got out of our time with the love coach um she said Everyone's insecure about something, whether it yeah. be, you know, oh, look, I'm a single mum who's going to want to date someone with kids, or I might be a little bit um, fluffy. And a bit more, people might not want to date someone my size. Everyone's got something they're insecure about. And so it's just being kind to yourself and being kind to others.
0: I think that's a a good note to end on. Now, Mm -hmm. if people do want to find out more, you meet once a fortnight. So so Mm -hmm. if people got access to a a telephone or a smartphone or a a, a tablet or whatever, they can be part of it. And a lot of people these days, of course, have become accustomed to Zoom. So Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be too much of a challenge. There's no cost. But what's the sort of first step if people at least want to find out more about uh, Table for One. I, I like the name too, Sarah.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> thank you, yes. Um, the best way is to contact Vision Australia. You can ring that 1-800 number. Firstly, make sure you're uh, registered as a client of Vision Australia and your um, service agreement with us is up to date and then ask for the TeleLink program uh, or you could send them an email through the TeleLink program and ask for Table for One. So
0: one three hundred eight four seven four double six is the... Uh, main Vision Australia number and uh, people will, uh, can uh, go from there or we can put it up on our Facebook page as well and people can uh, check that out. It's been good to talk to you Sarah, so we wish you well. Thank you for spending some time. It's, it's a, a very important topic and as I say, it can be a little bit sensitive or people mm-hmm. might not want to speak about it openly, but you've, you've done a really good job this evening so we thank you for that.
1: No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to share. That's uh, Sarah
0: Taylor from Table for One, a Telelink group from Vision Australia. That is it for the program. If you've missed some of it, or you'd like to hear it again, you can go to our website, httpsomny.fm forward slash shows forward slash vision hyphen extra. Vision Extra, that's the name of this program. Back on this, your favorite radio station at the same time next week.